Hi, I'm Linda Panaris, host of B2B Brand 180 podcast and CEO of Millennium Agency, where we're going to talk about branding and growth strategies. But before I start, I just want to take a moment to thank our listeners. And if you like what you hear today, feel free to like, share, or subscribe to help our channel grow. And today I'm excited to bring in Jari Belander from Get Story Driven. He's from San Francisco, California. And Jari is an advocate for empowerment of minorities and females in business. And that's always great to hear. From what I understand, he loves a locally crafted espresso. He loves to figure out super complex things and bring them to people in a very clear and concise and compelling way. He helps bring and build a more ethical, inclusive, and resilient world by educating and inspiring the next generation of entrepreneurs, whether they're 18 years old or 80. So, so welcome, Gary. Thanks for joining in today to the B2B Brand 180 podcast. I'd love for you to start by giving us a quick introduction. Sure. Thanks, Linda, for having me. Well, I mean, you covered a lot of it, which is great. Um, awesome. Yeah, I've been out and doing startups the better part of 30 years. Used to be an engineer. You know, so I say I'm a recovering engineer. Went to the dark side of marketing and really because of a girl, usually all great stories start up. And I met a girl. That's right. Uh, I met a girl. Name, yeah, her name was Jane. She was my wife. She actually passed away six years ago from leukemia, which, you know, pretty tragic because she was only 36. And... You know, she, she really got me into doing this sort of work. Now I'm at a company called Decision Council. We're a uh-huh. B2B go-to-market strategy company in Berkeley, California. You know, we love nothing more than getting complex, long sales cycle type companies and figuring out how to grow them. And you mentioned Get Story Driven, which is something that I've been working on for the better part of six or seven years, just trying to help people tell better stories. What I've found is that the best story wins. Products democratize. Tell me a story and you capture me forever. That's sort of where I'm at. And I'm happy to be here. I love it. This is so much fun. I can't wait to dig in. I love to talk about storytelling because I think that's one area where sometimes companies struggle. They have a story, but it really needs to be framed in a way that is compelling and interesting and emotional. Otherwise, it doesn't make that one-to-one connection and it's not really that effective. So, so that's why I'm, I am really excited for you to talk a little bit about. So how do you tell a better story for a B2B audience? How would you go about that? All, all stories in business are persuasive, right? And they follow a pretty simple pattern that was first documented in the, in the Western world by a guy named Aristotle, you know, old Greek guy <laughs> back in the day. And his rhetorical triangle is really the basis for all influencing all persuasive storytelling. Um, so the first, his first okay. kind of pillar is something called the pathos, which is the emotional appeal. So you mentioned about being emotional. People need to be, to feel before they act. The second part is something called the logos, which is the logical progression to get me to where I am, to where I need to be. Simple. Step one, step two, step three. Right? Mm-hmm. The last part is what's called the ethos, so the credibility. like. Why should I trust you to get me to where I need to be? So all great stories of persuasion have those three components. And a lot of B2B companies tend to focus over, I say over rotate on the logical features, functions is what we do. And they mostly talk about Mm -hmm. themselves. They don't talk about the problems they solve. They don't talk about the opportunity. They don't 
put themselves in the customer's perspective. Because if we were to talk about storytelling, the customer is the hero of the story. It's not the company. It's the customer. Right. You know, as the company, you're the mentor helping the customer, the hero, overcome the villain to save the victim. Mm -hmm. The victim is, right? Mm -hmm. And for whatever reason, and I have a theory on this, but it's super half-baked. <laughs> okay. Probably not ready to share it. B2B companies don't think that way. And my biggest struggle where I work here at Decision Council is trying to get them to shift the mindset to more narrative, emotional storytelling that solves problems for their customers as opposed to the laundry list of things, their tool, platform, buzzword bingo-y thingy. <laughs> That's because... Right. Cares. Right. No one cares. No one right. cares. What's absolutely true. And, you know, you always have to look at those pain points. And when we worked with B2B companies, a lot of times they'll say, okay, well, we have great service. Well, that's great. I think it's important to have great service, but how can we frame that great service in a way that's actually emotionally connected with your audience? Because you and every other B2B company says they have great service or quality products. So how do we frame that to make it really enticing and compelling? How do you go about tackling storytelling for some of these clients, whether they're B2B or B2C or whatever the case may be? Do you have a framework that you use? There's the story-driven framework. Yeah, you know, yeah. That we talked about a little bit. So one of the things I, I tend to do is I have this idea called the marketer six core questions. One must answer these six core questions or one does not know what the hell they're doing. In my opinion. Right, <laughs> right, right, course, right. Everyone's got their thing, right? So for me, the, the, the six questions, the first question is, what's your core value? Mm -hmm. what, do you, what do you actually deliver? Mm -hmm. Performance, your worldview, et cetera. The second is, what's your big idea? Why do I care? What's your elevator pitch? What's the thing that's going to get me to say, oh, Tell me more. Tell me, tell me more uh -huh. about that. I really want to understand. Right. The, uh, the third question is what's called the through line. How do I get from point A to point B? So uh -huh. how do I, throughout the entire journey of a customer, how do I go from a prospect to a customer to an advocate? And what's the arc? What's the story arc? How does it connect together? Uh -huh. right? uh -huh. A lot of times that is disconnected in a big way, as you know, right? Like you just right. say, who, who thought of this, right? The next, the next one is something called the wants and needs. Okay. A want is a want is external and need is internal. In order to get to the true need, the internal feeling, you got to get through the want, which is external. So you know, want might be I need to close. Mm -hmm. I need to to close ten deals a, a week. The real need is I need to make sure that I'm making progress on towards my plan and I've got quality leads I can send to sales. The next one is the structure. And the service. So mm -hmm. what's the structure of the offer and who do I service? Who's my customer? And those right. go hand in hand. And then the last one is what are called requirements and convention. What's mm -hmm. absolutely required for this project and what are just the general conventions? Right. And once you've asked, asked and answered those marketer six core mm -hmm. questions, mm -hmm. you can you can then start formulating a narrative that ties it all together. And typically what we try to do is interview as many customers as we can, internal people, and really try to get at the core of why do people care? You know, what, what, what problem are you really solving for them? And then we center the narrative around that problem or okay. the opportunity, right? Okay. So if you're a marketing company and you sell leads, 
right? The problem you're solving is, okay, well, I, you know, marketing needs to give so many leads to sales. Fine. Everyone needs that. But the real challenge is how do I get quality leads that sales actually likes? Right, right, right. Right. What's the battle? Sales and marketing hate each other because here's my marketing qualified lead and sales like, this is total crap, right? Right. Right. And that's, that's visceral. I mean, there's not not a marketer cowering in the corner somewhere that doesn't want to have to talk to their CRO. Exactly. The crappiness of their lead or brand building is another one. You know, how do I build a better brand? How do I get that? So those marketer six core questions are pretty critical. We also have a bunch of other frameworks here at the Decision Council that we use as well that are going in position always is value. What am I, what problem am I solving? What opportunity mm-hmm. can we take advantage of? Not whiz bang, super cool. You know, it's not like about the company. It's about the customer and how we can help the customer grow and thrive. Yeah, do you, you know, I hate to put you on the spot, but what would be a good example of you putting to get some sort of story together for a company? What are the elements that you might put into something like that? Here at Decision Council, one of our clients is Calix, Calix.com. They're a platform for broadband service providers. Okay. Typically rural community focused broadband service providers. So people that give you your internet, right? Mm -hmm. They... From a storytelling perspective, I mean, they're public company, you know, billion, I think they're a billion plus dollar company. Great, great company with a solid vision of, we want to simplify your business, excite your subscribers so you could grow your value. Right. And those are all outcome-based stories that you can then pull on the thread. How do you mm-hmm. excite your subscribers, right? Oh, we give them value added bundles and features and offers right it's not like give you five gig 10 gig for 25 Uh bucks or whatever it's what's the value and so their entire narrative which you you can see on their website one narrative that resonates really well with people is be the giant in your community right instead of comcast and amazon and all these giants you know that are sucking value out of your community Uh you can be the giant right and that's a powerful narrative because that gives you autonomy and authority mm-hmm. to actually go serve mm-hmm. It's transformative. Right. It's just, trans- I mean, it's like there's not a person that's listening to this that wouldn't feel something in their heartstrings like, oh, wow, that's really cool. Mm-hmm. I haven't told you what they sell. I haven't told you what they, I've told you a little bit about what they do, but right. now that they've got routers and boxes and software <laughs> you're just like what a great value yeah mission. what a vision i think a lot of companies i think some companies feel like storytelling is important and others just don't really find the value or don't even know how to go about it i mean can you i know we've already talked about this a little bit but why do you think telling a story in a clear and concise and powerful way is works why does it work it's in our dna Mm-hmm. We are hardwired to resonate with a good story because that's how we survive. I mean, you and I are talking over StreamYard because our ancestors told the best story, hands right. down. Like, I don't even know who you are, but I know your ancestors told better stories because we're here talking to each other. They they survive. We that's how we make sense of the world. We we connect narrative together. That's the only way we make sense of the world. Data, facts, figures. Those only solidify the narrative that we tell you 
tell ourselves. Right. That's why you see all these people, they're like, you know, flat earthers, this and that. Like, that's a powerful story that's Mm -hmm. not based in fact. Mm -hmm. But they're telling themselves the story. So it's in our DNA. It's how we make sense of the world. It's how we remember things. It's how we, you know, it's how we pass down knowledge from generation Mm -hmm. to generation. Mm -hmm. And the storytellers are the ones that change the world. It's not the bombs. It's not the guns. It's the narrative. Right. And that's, if you want to be the next, the next level of B2B marketing, the next level of marketing, whatever you want your company to survive, better tell better stories because the world's saturated and we're distracted, right? We just... Mm -hmm. There's so much of coming at us that only a good story is going to get. And I agree with that completely because I think to your point, I was just thinking about that as you were speaking about that, is we have so much coming at us and you really don't remember anything or or all of the details necessarily, unless there's a strong story behind it. And that's because there's an emotional piece to that. It's not just facts and figures. It's emotional. So that's why people really do recall stories, whether it's about a B2B company or B2C company or founder of a consumer-based product company, and there was a passionate reason why that person did something, there's, there's a memory behind that. I think that that's what companies, the marketers particularly, need to keep that. So before we go to our next question, I just want to take a minute and thank our listeners today for listening in. And if you like what you hear, feel free to like, share, or subscribe. So why do you think companies really need to weave once they determine what that story is and how they're going to present it and and what that messaging is? Why is it so important to weave that into all the collateral branding and strategy? And how can they make sure that they get that where it's supposed to be in the most impactful and effective ways? Well, I always like to say what's get re- what gets remembered gets repeated. Mm-hmm. So the more clear, concise and compelling and simple your narrative is, the more people can repeat it. Mm-hmm. And the power of having, so you can either shout louder or have more people repeat your message. There's only really only two options, right? Shouting louder doesn't work because it's costly and you just could get drowned out. But having multiple people repeat it throughout your organization, your customers, the world, you know, if you're a thought leader and so, and so et cetera, amplifies the story, amplifies right. the narrative. So. The real challenge when it comes to integrating the narrative within all materials is what's the arc, what's the through line, what's the, you know, what's the nugget that you can kind of anchor on that people uh-huh. will remember and then repeat because the more it's repeated, the more it gets through. Just like any, right. like, you know, right. repetition is what, how we learn. So it's not easy <laughs> and it's. It's how you align your company. So if you think about it from an alignment perspective, mm-hmm. the best narratives align everyone in your company to a common goal. Mm-hmm. So anywhere from the janitor to the CEO can repeat the mantra. You know, like everyone knows what just do it means. Everyone knows right, what, right. you know, think different means. Like because the, 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 they're anchored in this narrative that's mm-hmm. throughout all the material. So mm-hmm. it's a lot of trial and error, but it starts with, leadership of the company, setting the kind of the strategic vision and the anchor, you know, what's right. the, what's the big idea? Like the big idea is a really important piece of that. Your big idea should just transcend throughout all your materials in some okay. way, repeated in some way, but generally that's why people have slogans, right? That's the anchor. Well, so 
hard, hard to do. I'm not saying it's easy, but but vital for alignment yeah. and for message penetration. So do you start with the nugget or do you start with something more complicated, like an abstract? And then from the abstract, you're building out what that nugget or determining what that nugget is. Because to your point, you may use part of that. Let's say it is an abstract and it's succinct. You maybe use part of that coll- collateral for your website, for your news release footer. And that when we speak about integrating this messaging into your materials, you need to make sure that it's across all platforms that you're using. But right. how do you decide what's going to go where? And are you figuring out this is the nugget, this is tier two, this is tier three, and maybe it encompasses what's in, you know, ahead of it? I'm just curious how something like that might work. I mean, I mean, it, it does depend on the audience and what level in, in an organization and what level of familiarity they have with you. If someone literally has never seen your brand, touched, doesn't even know what it is, then right. you have to start out with the most simplest explanation at the highest level. And I always think of this as sort of like a pyramid or a tier, right? To your point about tiering, right? Mm-hmm. Once someone gets to know you, and they'll tell me more, then you go into more detail. So that, right. which, which should reinforce your hypothesis. Nike would just do it. Professional athletes, there's lots of wood behind the arrow of what that means and how it shows up and the performance yeah. of people, right? So I always like to think of, you take the big idea, which is the top, easily the elevator pitch and then yeah. sort of You'll, you'll, you'll sort of layer down at different levels of specificity and different levels uh-huh. of detail, depending on who you're talking to. So as an example, your homepage, you were uh-huh. thinking about it from a homepage. Homepage should be the big idea encapsulated with, uh-huh. a lo- with the pathos, logos, and ethos. Literally approved to me that I should go to another page. Right? Right, exactly. Right. I mean, just like you get, you know, above the full, below the full, whatever, right? Like you have to really think about it. And then the other pages are more details that reinforce that. So if it's someone wants to figure out your product, mm-hmm. your solution, or it's by role or by industry, or it's a use case, or it's a case study, that's the detail that they have to find naturally once they've get, once they're convinced mm-hmm. by your big idea and and you've proven you know your 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 pathos logos and ethos that you're worth the time to consider. But all of those materials. It's basically proves your homepage or proves your idea. Prove to me that this is right. Okay. This is how we prove it. It's the art of it is trying to figure out the C, the CEO is going to need different proofs than the, you know, engineer or the Uh director. And so you need to really ladder it up in different ways. You've got entry points to all of this material and all of these things that are just natural entry and that's hard to do that's that's yeah that's non-trivial but if you have a solid big idea your home page is very you know is like tells uh-huh. the narrative and proves uh-huh. that logo pathos logos and ethos you will then find oh i need to prove this for the ceo i need to prove this for right know, asset managers i need to prove right. this for this industry i need this case study and then it just sort of trickles down and you build it up as sort of body of work, so to speak, yeah. proving your yeah. case, you know, proving your right. case. No, that makes sense. That's great. That's awesome. So before we wrap up, I'm just curious, do you have any key insights that you'd like to share with our audience today? A couple of things. When you are figuring out your narrative and your story, mm-hmm. it's best to be, to go down really specific 
So specificity equals universality is a very common storytelling technique, which means get as much detail as you can going down, like go down the rabbit hole Mm -hmm. and then do that a bunch of times. And then so you can boil back up to what's the real idea, right? Yeah. So that's one very, that means talking to customers, getting case studies, which Mm -hmm. a lot of B2B companies hate talking to customers. (laughs) They're very important. Yeah. Second is be as simple as possible. And I always like to say, explain it to your grandmother. Right. If your grandmother can understand it, then you're, then you're doing well. If she can't, right. try again. <laughs> because in this world, it doesn't matter how sophisticated your product is. It doesn't matter how smart your end customer is. They're saturated with shit. And right. they just cannot, cannot get the message through unless it's simple, clear, concise, compelling, with a lot of compassion and just a lot of, you know, thoughtfulness is going to get you past the barrier. Right. It doesn't matter if you're selling a medical device or you're selling a shoe. Exactly the same. We are all irrational, unreasonable, crazy, (laughs) nutty. We're human. We're messy. Humans. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you. So that was fantastic. Thanks for sharing, you know, sharing your insights today on storytelling. I think that's important for companies to take that into consideration when they're building their brands. So I'd love for you to share how people can get in touch with you. Yeah, so you can go over to getstorydriven.com, which is the story-driven stuff. I'm on LinkedIn, just, you know, Jari Bolander. I do a lot of stuff on LinkedIn. You can, you know, check out decisioncouncil.com, which is where I work right now. We do a lot of great stuff in the B2B space, especially strategy, go-to-market. You know, we're, Mm -hmm. we're one of the people that, you know, we get storytelling for complex things, which is always fun. Reach out, connect on LinkedIn. We'd love to, love to hear your thoughts on storytelling and what you're up to. That's awesome. Great. Well, thank you for tuning in to the B2B Brand 180 podcast today. We hope you found that the insights and strategy shared were valuable to you. And again, I'm Linda Panaris, host of the podcast and also CEO of Millennium Agency. And feel free to visit us at Mill, M-I-L-L, Dot agency, or you can go to lindafinaris.com or just simply connect with me on LinkedIn. Thanks again for tuning in.